chiropractors that are waiting for you to hit the board. What are your thoughts on chiropractors? I fucking hate them. They make me angry. Okay. If you're going to get acupuncture, you should go to a real acupuncturist, not a chiropractor who spent a couple of um, like extra credit hours continuing education credits so you could like pull out the pin cushion and tap a couple needles in your face. No, don't buy that shit. Not even on Groupon. I know it sounds like a good deal. If it's too good to be true, probably it's. Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Dave Dino. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. podcast uh a slightly late week edition uh unfortunately we had some uh uh stuff that came up on monday so we weren't able to record and you know what fuck it we're just gonna record on tuesday so that's how things go so um we have the regular crew here jess how you doing i'm uh slap happy and uh not trying to piss off all chiropractors because i'm sure like some are pretty legit but I, i've never gotten the satisfaction that i feel a chiropractor crack should bring maybe that's my loss but i've heard it from a lot of men that maybe i've just never had the right one and i'll tell you what i'm i'm not buying a chiropractor yeah no i've 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 heard many conflicting theories about chiropractors and most of them are not don't look good for the chiropractic practice as it were um so i'm, I'm with you so mj how are your thoughts on chiropractors Yay, I, here my thoughts about chiropractors. I want to know how many times men have told Jess, maybe you just haven't had the right one on any number of other topics, but we just don't have the time for that. No, yes, we that do not. The energy. That no, goes on hard. way too long. Yes, we do not. This is this is technically a family-friendly podcast. Uh, so let's, uh, let's try and keep it. rental advisory. Yes. No, I know we are, but like, let's try and keep it as family. I know there are, there are people who listen to this podcast with their kids. Um, those people should be, uh, drawn and quartered, honestly, but uh, there are people it. who listen with yeah, their well, children. I'm thinking of, uh, our friend, uh, Andy Schletz, uh, uh, who is supposed to be on this podcast with his fucking wife at some point. Schletz, come on, man. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Get on, get on this. Like, let's figure out a date and time. And we'll do a gardening podcast with your wife. Yeah. Um, I'll bring my yeah. wife on. And we'll, we'll can she treat? Can she teach me how to propagate succulents? Because I am down for that. I, I would bring the succulents and the pots and the prop. I would imagine she probably could. So, um, yeah, well, uh, let's get on that shit. So come on, Andy. Now I'm <laughs> excited. All right. Uh, so we have a couple. We have some things to talk about today. I, I hope this is going to be a short podcast because that that 
match on Saturday. Or sorry, on Sunday was fucking garbage. Um, Talking about Minnesota United and the New England Revolution. Uh, There was some uh, actual news that dropped in the midweek shortly after we recorded our podcast last week. Uh, We have Minneapolis City, Minnesota Aurora, and then we have uh, upcoming Minnesota United match. Um, So we'll talk about all that. Let's start with New England Revolution 2. Minnesota United FC one. Uh, so we got a Luis Amaria starting up top in this game. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about the lineup other than it was the lineup? Uh, DJ Taylor gets the start again. <coughs> right. Right. Fullback. And yep. I guess he's, he's kind of solidified that spot, but I just, this will come up later. I, I think it's important to note that he, he got the start again. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was a interesting start to the game. Uh, Minnesota you know, did pretty well to start. Uh, they got a penalty in the 36th minute, actually. Um, was it uh, Andrew Fairley? Uh, Andrew Farrell, sorry, Andrew Farrell uh, with a foul. And Emmanuel Reynoso converts the penalty. And Minnesota goes up one nothing in the 37th minute. So, uh, look, everything's looking good for Minnesota. However, it really wasn't. Out there just, just for a moment. Yeah, go ahead. I just want everyone to know that ESPN Plus uh, continues, remains to be a big fucking pile of stinking bull crap. It, they're purposely evasive, I swear to God. Anyway, I didn't get to see the match as I had planned. So I watched the highlights today. They didn't even cover our goal the first half. They covered only New England's two goals in the highlight reel. So I hadn't literally nothing to go on espn if you want some pointers some some feedback i got it i got it uh well notes however i don't think espn gives two shits because they're not going to have the feed at all next year so um, ah! we'll, we'll talk about that in a second so but uh yeah you're, you're right it's if you couldn't watch this game on the uh bsn or cw as it were then you were kind of shit out of luck um so yeah minnesota Went up one nothing. I think that was a deserved goal. They they have been pushing, um, and then they go into halftime, and then come out of halftime, and it's basically the exact same Adrian Heath uh, playbook that we've ever seen. Is that they have a goal, they have a lead, and then it's basically sit back and try to absorb all of the pressure, uh, which leads to probably the shittiest goal of the season. Um, Dylan Barrero. Oh scores uh just gets gets one by Dane Sinclair. I don't understand exactly how that squibbed underneath Dane Sinclair. However, as a goalie, I do understand why he wasn't I don't think his feet were necessarily properly set. Um sometimes the ball takes a weird bounce uh off the turf because it's turf at Foxborough and yeah ends up in the net. And MJ I know has a as has a some lengthy thoughts about this. So I'll give it to MJ. The attack from New England came down on the right-hand side. The ball is in the right corner or on the right edge of the 18-yard box with Thomas McNamara. And no one needs to worry about Thomas McNamara, so we all give him a bunch of space. But then he passes to Carlos Heel, and Carlos Heel should demand a lot of attention. So guess what? Four loons, four, go at Carlos Heel, none of them within two feet. All of them kind of standing around trying to make a two-person, three-person wall or whatever, contain Carlos Heel, not go at him and let him, like, break your ankles and look silly. Carlos Heel finds Dylan Barrero. When he finds Dylan Barrero, no one 
is on Dylan Barrero. One of those other four fuckers on Carlos Hill probably could have pulled off and recognized Dylan Barrero was wide open. In addition, Josie Altador is offside and no one's on him or no, I don't have a problem. No one's on him because he's offside. We don't need to guard him, but no one seems to be aware that he's back there and could be within a couple passes be, be played onside. So we're completely aware that unaware of this by the time it passes to Barrero, thank God DJ Taylor runs at Barrero, right? Recognizing some amount of urgency, we need to close the gap. Unfortunately, as he's running towards Barrero, he's pointing back behind him because he knows he's leaving kind of the right back open. And while Trap is in the neighborhood, he's not looking at Gustavo Bo wide open on the left wing. He doesn't seem to be any really aware that Gustavo Bo is behind him wide open. So Dane Stickler has to be worried about these things too. Josie Altador wide open. Gustavo Bo, trap in the neighborhood, but wide open. And then by the time Dylan Rowe shoots the ball, both DJ Taylor and Michael Boxall are screening, screening Dane Sinclair. They're both in front of him. And so by the time he sees the ball, Dane Sinclair has to react off the weird bouncing thing off the turf, kind of last minute, and it bounces underneath him. And while you look at it and you're like, yeah, Dane Sinclair should have that ball. At the same time, we played horribly in front of them. We have seven loons in, in the neighborhood and trying to guard five attackers and, and just doing a shit poor job of marking those, those five attackers. Listen, I'm not, I'm not begrudging his defense. His defense fucked, it, fucked him over. It's also a ball that he, a goalkeeper of Dane Sinclair's caliber saves – 99% of the time. Yes. Uh, agree. This is the 1%, right? So I agree. And his defense did fuck him. So no, yeah, you're not going to get any argument from me there, MJ. So, but it, thank you for pointing that out. Cause that was, that's um, some and great Brent. context as well. So Jess, yeah. The ESPN highlight reel, the announcer literally uses a verb. I have never heard another announcer use it. He said of that ball, it squiggled right in there. Squiggled. Verb. Squiggled? It made me, I want it as my ringtone. It's so, <laughs> so funny. Put it on repeat. Set it to a beat. Number one. Uh, number one hit, but also a one hit wonder for sure. My money don't squiggle squiggle. <laughs> Squig, 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 squig. Uh, yeah. And so then after, you know, as is the case with Minnesota United, their uh, offense was impotent for the rest of the game. Um, and Gustavo Bo in the 69th minute, which is very nice, uh, puts a, a banger in that I don't think Dane Sinclair had a chance at um, mm. to give the Revolution the 2-1 win in what was supposed to be Matt Turner's farewell game. Matt Turner didn't start this game or play. So, uh, you know, fun facts uh, about that. So, and then just, yeah, just a, a bevy of Minnesota United, you know, whatever, uh, shouting at the moon, as it were, um, in terms of their their offense. There was, there was, once New England scored that, that first goal that squeaked by, squiggled by St. Clair, <laughs> as it were uh i was like there's no way this team is winning this game this team is, is they're losing this game the best they can do is a draw 
but we're definitely gonna lose this game probably three to one it only ended up being two to one um probably could have been three to one as it were so it was a it was a shitty sunday uh shitty end of the sunday i should say sunday was father's day i had a really amazing father's day minnesota aurora won a game we'll talk about that a little bit uh hung out with my kids and all that and then Minnesota United had to put the uh, shit bow on my uh, my father's <laughs> shit bow. <laughs> Any, anything else we want to say about the the match on on Sunday for Minnesota United, MJ or Jess? I'm Same. making them into a greeting card. Shit bow. Same song, uh, different county or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's not even a remix. Uh, yeah, not even a remix. That's a, that's a great way to. Great way to describe it. Like, this uh, is not even a mashup. We have done nothing else. This is like remastered. Yeah. Uh, so who do we got for our Freddie Adus for for the game? Uh, MJ, you guys, you got some guys down. Uh, Reynoso for drawing the penalty and then scoring the penalty gets my good Freddie Adu. My bad Freddie Adu goes to Will Trap. He wasn't the worst player on the pitch by any means. It's just a second yellow card accumulation, meaning he'll miss the next game. I actually think he is a good player and I would like him on the pitch for Minnesota. And so to be aware that you're on a yellow card accumulation issue and then still get a yellow card. Um, yeah, just that sucks. And again, his job was to guard Gustavo Bo. He's facing away from him, not you know, his butt's to bow rather than the butt being to, towards the net. And he, you know, he just it's just horrible defensive positioning for someone who should know better. Yeah, honestly, MJ, I, I can't disagree with you on either of those. I think those are <laughs> make the most sense. There was I don't think there was anybody who was particularly good in this game. Um Reynoso probably being the best of the mediocres. Uh and then yeah, trap. I would I would I you could make an argument for St. Clair for coughing that one up. But again, um, I think your points were, are, were well, um, well established that it wasn't all on him, that there was a lot of defending that just kind of shit the bed in that, in that build up to the play. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any, uh, anything else to add. So Jess, uh, do you have a post-match hot or not review? I mean, I know you barely saw the game, so. I, I didn't even see any of our plays. I, I have no idea what we did. All I saw were New England's goals. Thank you very much, ESPN. So I wish I, I wish I could say. I wish I could. I can't. So not hot is ESPN plus. Yeah. Let's I I can't, you know, lesser two eagles, grass is greener, whatever the fuck. I'm ready. All right. Uh really good. Okay. Um so Minnesota United FC two um, has not had a game. I think since the last time we recorded the podcast, I believe, I think their next game is coming up on Saturday, the 26th, I believe if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, yeah. Saturday, the 26th uh, down at North Texas. Um, they'll be down in, uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth, ish area um ish is right yeah <laughs> so uh check them out they they lost their last game but uh they've been playing pretty well generally azil jackson played really well in the paderborn friendly we talked about uh last week so um yeah definitely check yeah. them out 
All right, let's talk about some other United news. Uh, so just literally hours after we dropped the podcast, the MLS announced their new MLS 2023 to 2032 10-year TV deal with Apple. Um it is a uh, $2.5 billion deal, so $250 million per year. Uh, MJ, I know you wrote about this for Soda Soccer, but I'll, I'll break down what I what I can get or then if you have anything else to add. Um, basically, there's going to be no blackouts. You will be able to get MLS. There'll be an MLS um, basically app on the Apple TV platform. So basically it's gonna be a separate thing from Apple TV plus or Apple plus or whatever. Um, oh, it is? Yeah. So you don't need necessarily need to like subscribe to Apple plus, but you have to use like, Apple TV. I so have you, Apple TV, a really so, super fucking old one. It's so old. <laughs> so you if you are, need the Apple TV hardware, you just need to be able to access the app or the website. Yep. So, but if you are a, uh, a, a person like me who has a, a Samsung galaxy, you can't watch these games on your phone. Um, you can watch it like through like Roku's yeah. or no, you can't from tv.apple.com. Well, yes, I have to go to a website to watch the games, which is going to suck. I don't care about that. Um, it's not, it's not easy uh, for people who are not Apple users, which is probably most of the, I, I'm guessing MLS soccer fan base are people who use Apple generally. Um, however, uh, it is the, the so, so the positives of this, I think are no blackouts, no matter where you are. So you can watch the games wherever, whenever, um, the, uh, Apple that includes the uh national TV games because I think MLS is still going to do a suite of uh um national 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 TV games with either Univision, probably Univision and ESPN, maybe Fox as well. Um, my guess is probably app or uh, Univision and ESPN. Um, the nice thing too is that there's going to be a whip around show for so they're and they're also they're standardizing the matches so they're going to be on wednesday nights and saturday uh saturday nights um for the most part barring linear tv things so if espn has a reason to move the game to a sunday or something they might do that but most of the games will be on wednesday nights and saturday nights so you can kind of plan most of your your summer uh in regards to watching soccer uh which is kind of nice um that doesn't mean it'll be every Wednesday and Saturday night, just like games will be on. And then but Saturday nights are going to do a whip, whip around show. Um, they are going to standardize all the broadcasts. Um, so that means that there's not going to be local TV personalities. So I don't know if Cal and Kendra will stick around. I would hope that, you know, them being some of the better uh, broadcasters in, in terms of MLS broadcasters that they would be asked to stick around and, and help uh, with this, but who knows? Uh, anything I'm missing, MJ? The latest from 10,000 Pitches podcast, Jeremy Rushing reported that Cal and Kendra are both gone next year. Um, the the one loophole is that when you're watching on Apple TV, if you don't want the Apple broadcaster, English or Spanish broadcast, you can switch that to your local radio broadcast. And my hope would be is that Cal and Kendra would say, hey, let's, you know, let's move to radio so we can still be the voice of Minnesota United or voices of Minnesota United, but that is not happening. Doubtful. They won't get paid jack for that. Right. That's I a good could, point. They, they need to get paid. Um, they could apply to be part of the Apple broadcast team. 
Yeah, that's so. So they're not they're they're gone from yes for Minnesota broadcast next year, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily like not going to be doing MLS broadcast because correct they correct. very really they very like realistically could do and considering I think of the of the broadcasters that I've heard you know, they're generally two of the better ones and so and they could complement other other people as well. So, so I know that uh, MLS's audience tends to run younger and tech friendly. So this will not necessarily affect maybe a large portion of their audience, but for the fans that are less tech friendly or more traditional, meaning they subscribe to satellite or cable and they tend to get watch sports on traditional TV channels Mm -hmm. um, or the casual fan that finds sports by flipping through channels and says, oh, look, a soccer game's on or Minnesota United game's on or MLS is on. Uh, And there are people like that, right? There are people that channel surf and then, you know, find soccer that way. Mm -hmm. Or if your typical way of watching MLS is you go to a bar with a random group of friends at not necessarily a soccer bar, but a random bar, and you ask them to put on the local TV station or ESPN or Fox Sports, not every sports bar or random bar that you and your buddies want to go to are going to have the ability to stream from this MLS only has to be, unless you're a season ticket holder, you know, will cost extra money. Not every bar is going to subscribe to that. So I think uh, it'll be interesting. I hear that linear TV negotiations are ongoing. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that and then what's left in the donut hole, like what ends up not being covered that is going to be harder for certain soccer fans to access. Um. It'll be interesting just because uh, technically um, you're, you are not supposed to be able to stream. Like there are packages for bar owners for TV that carry the ESPN plus games um, that carry the, the, the Peacock games where you can, you, you don't need to actually use an app, but those packages are very, very expensive. And so most of the bar owners that we know um, don't subscribe to that model uh, and they, you know, do the workaround thing. Um, I'm not 100% sure how Apple TV and or MLS is going to get around that thing with with regards to, um, you know, vis-a-vis the, the commercial license for bars and stuff. So... Uh, I mean, MJ, if you have, I, I, if you have an answer, I don't No, th- This is one of the things that I learned when uh, I was the Portland now has a, a, a women's sports only sports bar called the sports bra. Yep. And uh, one of the things that owner said about will streaming be available and she's trying to do this all above board, meaning all 100% legal, because I think she knows there's going to be more scrutiny on her. And she said, unless you buy the ESPN plus commercial package or enterprise package mm-hmm. or whatever that's called, that's not meant for a single u- u- user. Right. Audiences up to. Right. Like it, it ends up being not that profitable. So she, she basically committed that all the women's sports that will be on her in, in her sports bar will be through traditional linear TV um, because it is not financially viable yet at the cost that uh, for streaming for sports bars. Um, 
So David, you bring up a really good point that I just didn't even think to mention. I mean, people will find a way. Listen. Yeah, no, um, people will. But like I said, there, there's some things that have yet to be decided. Yeah. It just uh, for for the for the common channel flipper or the common person that can easily find you know at a bar or on their television. I I'm disappointed that there is is not an in all some sort of alternative. Oh, buddy. Listen, my uh, just like I guess like my parents are never gonna watch MLS in twenty twenty three. Like, yeah, they they love watching soccer because I love soccer because Anna loves soccer because their grandkids love soccer. They're never gonna watch another Minnesota United game unless it's on ESPN uh, or or Fox or FS one or something like that. So, um, it is it does suck in that regards. However, I think for most soccer fans, the positives outweigh the the negatives. The no blackouts are, is key. Yeah. Just okay. I've been wetting my pants over here because I navigated to mlssoccer.com slash apple to read whatever it said there. And it says season ticket holder benefit. Access to the new MLS streaming service will be included as part of MLS full season ticket packages. Now, this makes me think that. If, if the if a benefit of being a season ticket holder is access to this streaming service, it's just it's going to be a subscription model, right? Like ESPN Plus. Yep. So, so it's going to be probably like seventy or eighty bucks if you don't have a season ticket. Yeah, would be my guess. I like I like be having at least a single source that's going to carry everything. I think that's a huge. I mean, I'll definitely be watching a lot more soccer. Um, that, because that's my struggle right now, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think they'll, um, they'll, it, it, the, when I read the press release, it, it, you know, there's obviously a lot more to just to figure out. And as Bridget McDowell mentioned, I think, I don't know if it was on a, a Slack or actually on uh, Twitter, but basically like, this is the first press release like just announcing this thing, like there's so many more details that we have no idea. And people are asking questions about like even MLS and Apple don't know yet. So like, yes, they mentioned a pre post game shows. They mentioned the whip around show on, especially on Saturday nights, which will be awesome um, for those, you know, who just want to watch a mm-hmm. bunch of different soccer games. If you've ever watched like the whip around show for the champions league, it's or the, or the Europa league on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday or, or Thursday afternoons. It's fucking great. You get to watch all like the good soccer and not any of the shit soccer. Um, if you if you're not really sort of super invested in a, a specific team that's playing, um, so that's great. There there are lots of I think really good things about this. Um, but again, yeah, there are there are some big negatives that I think. Uh, but again, MLS gets to say that they are leading the way in terms of um, you know integration and. Uh, you know, like they're the, they're the first league in the world that can say they have no blackouts. You can watch mm-hmm. MLS games anywhere, mm-hmm. no matter what, you know, um, and that, you know, because even like, you know, people in England talk about like there's the three o'clock window basically where like you can't watch you can't watch soccer from three to six uh, in England. Um, and there's like five or six games are played during that time. You can't, well, you, the only time you get, the only reason you get, figure out who won that game is if you listen to the radio <laughs> or uh, you watch match of the day at the end of the, at the end of the day. So if you're, or you're at the stadium. So this is a, this is an interesting 
uh, Gambit by MLS. Uh, it's a 10-year deal. Again, $2.5 billion, um, which is less than what uh, the NFL makes for one year for their TV deals. But, you know, it's a step in the right direction. I think a lot more money than most people thought they were going to get for their actual their actual rights. So, And then they still have the, the, the opportunity and, and the ability to deal with the the linear networks, the Univision's, uh, the ESPNs, and the Foxes as well to to get some more matches on linear TV as well. So I don't think it's going to be exclusively on Apple Plus. And to be fair, they did say in the in the deal that there will be select games that will be available to anybody who has Apple Plus. So anybody who has an Apple, as an iPhone or whatever, or an Apple device who has you know the free year of Apple Plus or whatever, there'll be games that'll be available there. Probably like highlighted games, like one or two games a week, probably. Um, so it's not totally, you know, you don't necessarily need to get the MLS package, but, um, I think it's, you know, all in all more positive than negative, but there's definitely some big negatives there that people need to think about, uh, for sure. All right. And so that's kind of segueing into our, uh, season ticket renewal announcement went out today. Um, if you haven't got that email from, from Minnesota United, you sure look in your inbox you have until july 28th to opt out of uh of your season tickets um there was a there's been a lot of clamor on on the social medias on uh twitter and on reddit of people basically saying fuck it i'm done i'm not i'm not renewing um which is the first you know this has been the first there's been some people i know that that didn't renew um the last couple years I believe MJ, you you did renew a couple years ago, right? You you stopped you stopped having your uh, tickets. Yeah, la- last year was my last season ticket year. Um, so- but there's been a shit ton of people that I've seen who are basically like, you know what, fuck it, this I don't care about this team enough. This team has fucked me enough, or this team doesn't care about its fans enough. And so people are like, you know, legitimately like coming out on on social media and either Twitter or Reddit and saying, I'm yeah, I'm not. I've been in season ticket holder since 2004, 2008, 2010, no. and I'm and I'm done. And so it's interesting. Um, you have until July 28th to opt out. So check your email inboxes if you're a season ticket holder. Um, I believe the uh, Minnesota United, the Wonderwall, um, didn't go up really at all. I think it was like one dollar uh, per ticket for the season. Or something like that. It was it was very minimal. But I I have friends who are in different sections who have have a pretty substantial, um, like twenty and thirty percent price hikes for their tickets. Uh, so, so apparently the yeah. the ticket sales people who I feel bad for because they're just given a bunch of bullet points that no 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 tickets are going up by more than nine percent. All the price increases are two two nine percent. The problem is, after you add taxes and fees, it it can be more than that. Yeah, and, and in some cases, considerably more. Um, right. I've I haven't done percentages because that's not what anyone has listed on Twitter. But I've heard anything from yeah, fifteen bucks a seat, and you know my family has four seats, so that's sixty bucks to each seat is going up by 50 or $60. Um, shit, I didn't even look. I, yeah, I processed mine today. You should definitely look and see what uh, how much your ticket's going up because 
you can you potentially you could move out of that you know and move to a, a slightly cheaper seat too that's i'm I guessing there's gonna be some yeah but i'm guessing there's gonna be some seats available i mean i know um yeah there's some people that we know that have you know very nice tickets who are like yeah i'm, I'm just i'm done i'll you know not yeah. gonna do that anymore so it's frustrating and this is kind of on the next sort of bullet point here we have um the heath rumored three-year extension that has been i know been sort of a the worst kept secret in st paul for the last i don't know month or so um i remember hearing about this rumor about a month ago that yeah. Heath had signed a two-year three-year extension or was about to yeah we were i was waiting i was waiting it's, for it's, a, to drop. it's about when and so the so so there was some scuttlebutt uh on the internets this weekend basically saying well is it going to be they're they're waiting until they do better the season ticket well no either they they, they win a few games or they do the season ticket drop um mm. the season ticket thing and then they they announce it you know after that thing is closed so oh. my guess is we're gonna get my guess is we'll get adrian heath uh announced a three-year extension um right before the all-star game so just after the opt-out date um sure. right before August. everton and right uh right before the all-star game he'll get a he'll get the we'll get the drop of the heath uh three-year extension rumor being confirmed so well at least they're being smart i can't i can't i can't fault them for that i yeah. would be strategic as well get your bag if you can get it right Always say. Closing. all right well let's uh let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk minneapolis city uh so a little bit of gopher soccer we got some gopher soccer news aurora and then uh inter miami who are going to visit uh going to miami in Ju- in the end of june so which is gonna be hot as shit so we'll be right back you want me to be that type of dude and i want you be who you like me to but we All right, and we are back. Uh, the Dave's I Know podcast. I said episode two hundred forty-eight. Uh, let's start off the second half of the podcast with the Minneapolis City Minute. Minneapolis City was busy the last week uh, with a lot of games. Uh, MJ, how about you break us down very quickly with all the games? And USL League, USL League Two on Friday they went up to Thunder Bay. They lost three-one despite amazing Aiden Driscoll uh, free kick goal on sunday they went over to winnipeg manitoba and they lost four to one despite uh, bernard uh a cb rule goal uh that was just it was a great pressure from uh can't remember it was just good good pressure good good pass they went up one nothing and then they, they gave up four goals after going up one nothing damn mm-hmm. it um, their next go- game is this Saturday, June 25th, 6 p.m., Edor Nelson Field versus Peoria City. Please come out. Um, NPSL, Minneapolis City, they lost Saturday. Dave and I were there. We saw just it was a, them get was a bad game by Med City. Med City out in first place for a reason. Um, and then Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday at Augsburg, they will play the Sioux Fall Thunder at 7 p.m. 
and then this Saturday away at Joy Athletic at St. Louis Park High School. Um, the good news is in the UPSL, the Minneapolis City Futures win two games. They win a very tough game at Maple Brook, three to two, and they win at home versus uh, Abasua FC from Coon Rapids. Um, and so with those two wins, they fall just short. I think it's 15 points. Laura FC ends on 15 points and uh, Minneapolis City Futures get 14 points. Um, and so they, but they secure second place in the Midwest West division. So yeah, they're in the playoffs, uh, this week, right? I did not look at the UPSL playoff schedule. I think, yeah, I think they're in the playoffs this week. I think if I saw, if I remember the Minneapolis city email correctly. So, um, so yeah, futures are doing good. Uh, MPSL, USL league two teams are, have not been great. Uh, not up to the normal Minneapolis city standards um, that we come to expect. However, it is uh, a first year doing basically two first teams in two different leagues. So uh, cut them a little bit of slack. I think they'll, they'll learn from their mistakes and all that. Um, I still don't understand. I, they're all Minneapolis city to me. They are. And that's all that should matter. Uh, all right, Gopher Soccer Gala. Uh, Gopher Soccer uh, women's soccer team announced their uh, schedule. Uh, this actually today, as a matter of fact, um, a 18-game schedule. They'll play a couple of exhibition games starting in August. Uh, August 8th, they're going to go to St. Thomas and play at St. Thomas um, and then are going to host uh, Iowa State uh, on August 12th as uh, exhibition games. And they got a bunch of games. They have nine games uh, at... Um, Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium, which again is one of the better stadiums in the city to watch a, an actual soccer match. You can buy tickets, uh, a $45 season ticket package uh, for um, one person, basically, which amounts to about five bucks a game if you want to go to most of the games. Uh, includes general mission, 10 minute early access to the stadium, go for loyalty program events and other exclusive benefits. Uh, go to gophersports.com if you want to buy that. Highly encourage you to check out as many Minnesota or University of Minnesota women's soccer matches. I guess, sorry, University of Minnesota soccer matches as much as possible because um, they are a great team. Uh, Aaron Chastain uh, is the sister-in-law of Brandy Chastain. You may have, you may have porn star or seen her, Uh, not a porn star. Um, Similar though, right? In the right vein. I, I mean, she, I no, you you remain blameless. Carry no. on. Okay. Sorry, MJ. Go ahead. I mean, so good things. At, towards the beginning of the season, they get Michigan at home and they they get Northwestern at home. And those are two teams that are kind of in around where they are at in the in the Big Ten rankings or or table, if you will. Uh they end on a doozy though. They have to play towards the end, they have to play Wisconsin away. And they have to play Rutgers away. And so you, you just want to see them do well in that beginning and middle part of the season, build up confidence and, and get some wins and get some points just because at the end, it's going to be so difficult. Yeah. Well, their last game of the season is against Illinois. Their last home game is on October 20th against Purdue. So this is a pretty condensed schedule. Um, lots of like Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Sunday kind of games. So um, definitely check it out. 
they're it's just up Cleveland. Um, Cleveland and Larpenter is where Elizabeth Wild Robbie Stadium is. It's not too far. There's a bus line that runs not too close, not too far from there as well. So um, definitely check them out if you can. All right, uh, let's jump over to Minnesota Aurora. I'm wearing my Minnesota Aurora hat I got for Father's Day from my uh, my beautiful wife. Uh, Friday, uh, Chicago City one, Aurora FC three. Down in Chicago City, where is Chicago City? No one knows. It's not on a map. It's not on an app. Uh, that completes the sweep of Chicago City. Um, Chicago City actually came out and took the early lead in this game. Um, MJ, me and you watched this game together at, uh, at the Black Arts and uh, was not looking good for Aurora for a while. And then they found their footing and then the, uh, the feed stopped. Right. <laughs> then we had to um, do uh, some, some. Thanks uh, to Nate Howells. Ninja, uh, ninja, ninja, ninja streaming. Thanks to Nate Howells and uh, Equal Time Soccer for giving us game feed. Yep. Uh, but Aurora completed the sweep of Chicago City 3-1. Uh, then on Sunday, in the 100-degree weather, Aurora FC beat Caw Valley 2-0 uh, to stay at top of the table. Their upcoming matches, these are the last home matches of the season, are this Friday, 624. Uh, it's Aurora FC versus the Chicago Dutch Lions at 7 p.m. And then on Sunday, uh, Aurora FC plays the St. Louis Lions at noon. Those are the last two home games for Aurora um, they are five points clear at the top of the table right now. Most teams have played five or six matches. Uh, most teams have five or six matches left. Um, the Chicago Dutch Lions have weirdly have nine left. I think they got a, they had a rain out early in the season and just haven't played a ton of matches. Um, we play the Chicago Dutch Lions twice in the next uh, basically week and a half. So, um, yeah, Aurora basically controls their destiny to get a playoff spot. And then I've heard there's rumors that Aurora has bid for the playoffs for the USL uh, W League. Um, they're going to playoffs are going to take place in one location, and it would not surprise me if uh, Aurora, especially if they are in the playoffs, win that bid to host the playoffs. So we might have some more playoff soccer for um, Minnesota, a Minnesota team. Finally, and, and of course, it's a women's team because those are the only good teams that we have in Minnesota when it comes to playoffs. So, MJ, I know you you've been writing up uh, stuff for Aurora on Soda Soccer. Anything you want to add on either of these games? It's been fun being in the press box for the home games, uh, especially since this last home game. It was super hot out outside and i'm not saying it wasn't hot in the press box but there was a little bit of air conditioning it wasn't a freezer in there but it was it was uh more pleasant and i just there were so many extra things that the staff of minnesota aurora for game day that they had to take into consideration because it was so hot and how many shout out to, to friend of the pod alisa vicuña um, and neighbor, neighbor of David Zeller, um, who gave me, I can, me see, an I can extra, see your house from right now where I'm looking right now. Yeah. House. Who <laughs> gave me an extra interview, just explaining uh, all the extra things she had to do on a hot day and her responsibilities. So, and if this isn't acceptable, like you, you can just go read my article 
and hear what Elisa Vicuña had to say and then say, well, MJ, that was also unacceptable. You're horrible. <laughs> I'll just say, if you haven't got it, I mean, if you haven't got a chance to get out to TCO Stadium down in Egan, I, I know it sucks. It's in fucking Egan. You have to drive down there. There is a bus. Okay, has the, the bus happened already? Have I missed out? Uh, no, the I think you could probably buy tickets uh, if you go to the Blackheart uh, website, uh, blackheartstp.com right now. You probably can buy bus tickets for both Friday and or Sunday. Doing it. Um, uh, it's even still, it's it's not a terrible drive. It's not it's not a hard drive, and it's about you know five thousand people. Drink and ride. I mean, exactly right. So, um. But it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun experience. It's very much, it's very reminiscent of the NSC days. Um, the Revanchulet, which is the supporter group for Minnesota Aurora, uh, has a, their own section. They have drum, they have multiple drums now. They had one drum before, now they have two drums. Uh, and they've been just really great at being f- like fun and friendly and um, also snarky. Um, which is part of partly David Martin, a uh, former co-host of this podcast, um, helping lead the cheers. And then also being just very game on anybody who has a cheer, anybody who has a thing they want it to chant, we will chant. So MJ, go ahead. Uh, for those wanting the dates of the USLW playoffs, they supposedly start July 13th, which is a Wednesday, and the final would be Saturday, July 23rd. Those- so for anybody needing to reserve uh, time on their calendar or wanting to know when that happens, especially if we end up hosting, if, if TC, TCO ends up being kind of the place for one or more of the games. I think my understanding is that all the, the playoff would be all at one spot. Like they're yeah. not going to do, so you know, home. There's an opportunity like, there that we, so, we could host. Yeah. Yeah, I think a very realistic opportunity that 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 would happen. So, yeah, I would I definitely would encourage people to come out. And then um, the weekend after the Fourth of July, there's uh, the last two games of the season are in Green Bay against the Green Bay Glory. Um, that's a team that is basically trailing Minnesota Aurora right now in terms of the table. Those two games might be very important. Um, uh, a draw or a win in either of those games would basically seal up the the title, assuming everything goes to plan. Um, it may not get to that point, but that could be and it. Green Bay is not super far away. So if you ever want to travel and, and support a team, that would be a perfect opportunity to do that. So yeah, definitely support Minnesota Aurora. They've been, uh, I mean, one bright spot in this, uh, kind of shit, uh, pile of soccer we've had this summer. So, all right. Anything else on Aurora, MJ or Jess? Um, okay. Are they general admission seats? Uh, yeah, almost everything's general admission. There are some uh, reserve seats, but everything, almost everything is general admission. So, like, um, I could come sit with you. If you I could go on Friday. If you come on Friday, you'll be able to sit with me and Anna. Actually, and as a matter of fact, and if you come on Sunday, you'll be able to sit with me, my father-in-law, and then Anna or and Clara and Ragnar. Anna's going to Emma at the Guthrie Theater, so. Of she is with her room. mom. So, so yeah, me and my father-in-law are going to come to the game with the, with my kids. So, you know, if you want to come so hang out with. So you're going to that on Friday instead of city. Yes. 
Okay. I'm thinking about it. City doesn't play on Friday. City plays on City plays on Saturday. City plays on Saturday. Yeah. So you should come out on Saturday to watch City. And if you want to go to Aurora, I'll be at um, I'll be at City on Saturday. So Oh my god, is Ragnar coming? Because I just want to see him. Uh Saturday is 6 p.m. I could probably convince Anna to let me take him to the to the city game on Saturday. So that'd be fun. Like 99% sure. Yes, on that one. So he'll definitely be there on Sunday. He will not be there on Friday at, for the Aurora game. Unfortunately. All right. Get ready for for your third wheel. Great <laughs> Friday. Uh yeah. Uh, I, I, can't, I don't know if I told you guys um, it was like last weekend after last weekend Ragnar woke up the next morning and he was chanting go crows go Aurora go loons go crows grow Aurora grow loons just like repeatedly which is like you know fucking amazing also um, he just yeah. wouldn't stop chanting that and I was just like it, it's like I, adorable the first five times yeah and then every time after that you just kind of want to like kind of i'm glad i don't have a gun because i would blow my brains out right now (laughs) keep saying that so uh all right let's talk about this other shitty team that we have the only shitty team we have in the uh in minnesota right now um inter my not not inter miami that's they're in miami minnesota united plays inter miami uh on saturday night saturday night right am i am i making that up feel like i'm making that up yeah no saturday night okay yeah so in in miami in miami uh if they ever come here they will be the shittiest team in minnesota but so minnesota's nep has only ever has never beaten two teams in mls one is the team we lost to last weekend the new england revolution and the other team is inter miami because Mm -hmm. we've never played them <laughs> we were supposed to play them the very first season that they joined the league but then you know COVID, COVID happened yeah. so yeah so we've never be- played or and or beaten uh, in Miami um, they do have some interesting players DeAndre Yedlin uh, right back uh, US men's national team player go ahead MJ once a loon Damian Lowe is their center back Damian Lowe, center back. Um, hmm. Yeah, DeAndre Yedlin is a, uh, you know, very, pretty well known in terms of U.S. men's soccer. Uh, Gonzalo Inguin, who is um, probably their best player, but doesn't play because of, you know, things. Is he injured? Uh, no, he just hasn't been playing okay. for uh, what's his nuts is a uh, uh, butt boy. Who's Beckham's butt boy who coaches uh, Inter-Miami? The former uh, Manchester United Everton guy. Yeah. Right? What's his name? Uh, Phil Neville. Phil Neville, yes. Beckham's butt boy. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Phil Neville uh, benched uh, Iguian very recently. So, um, Victor Yola is a pretty good midfielder. Uh, and then, I don't know, man. Anybody else that uh, jumps out at you? Ariel Laster, left wing, uh, Bryce Duke, center midfielder. I don't know. They do have a guy named Indiana Vasilev. So, guy's name's actually Indiana. Like Jones, Indiana Jones. 
but instead of Jones, it's uh, Vasilev. Yeah. Oh fuck! Breck Shea plays for Inter Miami, and I'm looking at the Inter Miami uh, roster on the MLS website, and uh, Breck Shea looks like uh, Ellen DeGeneres, like got really hard into heroin. <laughs> here's a here's a question, David, for this family friendly podcast is how many minutes does Breck Shea have this year? Because I don't think he's been playing a whole lot. Sixty nine. Nice. Is that how many minutes he has? No, I, I'm sure he has much fewer than. 69 minutes yeah no he looks he looks like uh ellen degeneres got really hard into heroin so um there's that well i'm you know as, as long as he's having fun i'm you know if he's not going to be on out on the pitch he might as well be doing heroin sure yikes oh man okay well how do we think this game is going to go with uh inner miami Oh fuck, Jovan Jones. Jovan Jones is on Inter Miami. Who's he? All right. Uh, David, you explain to Jessica who Jovan Jones is. I don't. I don't really want to. Um, guys, I am. Uh, hold on. I need to. Uh, hold on. Shit. I want to share a picture of. Uh, can you guys look up on your? Felipe Valencia, Inter Miami. This kid has the stupidest fucking haircut I've ever seen in my life. Valencia, Inter Miami. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh man, he's got a <laughs> mushroom. Oh, a wild I, mushroom. That's this is not great. This is not great uh, podcasting. All right. Anyways, let's let's move on. Um, yeah, um, Felipe Valencia. This yeah, Easter egg for you there, listeners, dear listeners. So, Inter Miami's not great. Uh, Minnesota United should win this game. Um, how do we expect to? Uh, what I mean, based on what we saw last weekend, what worked and what didn't work, do we expect to see the same lineup, MJ, or um, a tweak? Unu in for Amaria or something I have more like a four no three three. Idea lineup wise, what Heath is is smoking these days. So, um, I would, you know, hopefully as far as lineups goes, he snorts a, a line of cocaine, and that gives him some magical powers to know who to start. Jesus, he doesn't Scarface shit. Yeah, I mean he'll be in South Beach, so I mean technically Fort Lauderdale, but you know. Close enough. I, I figure he can access some good stuff there. <laughs> the, I, th- I think the game's like a 1-1 draw. Unfortunately, yeah, that sounds not inaccurate. Jess, that's do you have my, any... That's my prediction. Any other thoughts? It almost feels like that would be a victory. Oh, so. I think it would be. Yeah. Oh, this team should definitely beat Inter-Miami. Um, They're horrible. However... I don't think they will. I think they will lose two to one to Inter Miami, uh, and then we're gonna get the Adrian Heath uh, three year contract extension announcement uh, sometime early next week, and it's gonna cause a fucking riot. I, I mean, I hope. I hope till, till after the July 
uh, secure your season ticket deadline? I mean, it's been leaked out enough. I don't think they can. Pro- I don't think they can wait. Um, my, like theoretically, I think they were hoping to wait until after Everton. Right. And theoretically, in hoping that they'd have like a good run of like two or three or four good results, you know, three wins and a draw or something like that, or or two wins, two draws, but back on the right path towards you know redemption or whatever. Um, and then they they would be able to like announce it like, oh yeah, we're we're back on the right track, and he's gonna stay here for another three years. The dude's already been here for uh, six fucking years, man. Like I don't understand what he can offer this team beyond he'll play he'll like he'll he'll work for cheap. So I guess yeah, it's a whole whole other fucking thing. So I don't know. I think we lose two to one to inner Miami, which would be fucking damning. And uh, I kind of want to see the world burn. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that. So it's playing fast and loose. It's clockwork orange up in here. Yep. Uh, all right. Some very ba- uh, brief stuff. U S open cup world uh, qualifier quarterfinals. Sorry. Are on ESPN plus uh, actually kicking off a few minutes ago was LA galaxy versus Sacramento Republic uh, tomorrow. Red Bulls and NYC uh, FC kickoff at 7 p.m. And then 7.30 p.m. Sporting Kansas City versus Union Omaha. And then on Wednesday, June 29th, uh, Orlando City versus Nashville SC in the U.S. Open Cup. And then uh, there are there is um, U.S. Uh, Women's World Cup and Olympic qualifying that kicks off, I think, is it next weekend, MJ? Next week? For the, I don't know about that. I know the the Concacaf W Championship starts July fourth. Yeah. Oh. It, okay. That's sorry. That's that's what. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking of. Um. The U twenty. Um. Uh. Oh yes. World There's Cup a and Olympic qualifying. Uh. Started last week. Uh. There's been two games so far. Uh. U.S. is is through to the uh, knockout round. Uh. They beat St. Kitts and Nevis. I think like eight nothing, and then they drew two two with Canada. I think yesterday. So they're through the knockout round, um, which is basically like the start of the actual tournament. So, um, but yeah, then the women uh, start playing their qualifying tournament uh, 4th of July. So yeah, lots of international soccer coming up, even though we're in a non world cup summer because we're in a world cup winter this year. So, all right. Anything else? Jess, MJ? No, I'm going to Aurora. Going to Aurora. If I Fuck can yeah. figure out how to make this fucking piece of shit Ticketmaster sideways Vikings thing work. You have to, yes, you have to like get a, a the Vikings app vis-a-vis the, the Ticketmaster. It's it's a weird thing. It sucks. Um, you don't know how frustrating it is as someone who doesn't want to support Vikings anything to... Yeah, like, I know. Like, I have a Ticketmaster account but I can't just get a ticket via Ticketmaster. I need the Ticketmaster app and I need the Vikings app, but whatever. It is what it is. Yes, it's totally worth it, though. It's totally Support worth Aurora. it. The games are, are the, the women are amazing. The games are super fun. Um, totally worth it. So, yeah, try and get to the game on either Friday or Sunday. So, all right. Hopefully, we'll see you all um, at either Aurora or Minneapolis City. Or 
the Minnesota United watch party uh, at the Blackheart uh, this weekend. Um, rate review the podcast wherever you get it. Patreon.com slash Davis. I know I'm at, we can find the podcast at TDIKMN. Uh, I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ's at MJ Matsui. Jess is at Jessica144083. Niner. Two. We've been the Daves you know. This is the Daves. No. To try and work it out. Because we both know we can't do nothing at all. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, y'all, son, y'all, son, son. Nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Check it out, guys. GT.